three, two, one. China dunked on the NBA this week, and it was all because of a seven-word tweet. Yes, one tweet from the Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey caused this geopolitical firestorm that currently has made LeBron James look like a villain. Regardless of whether you follow sports or heard about the NBA China crisis on the news, this is a complex story about one of the NBA's biggest problems as a sports league. But before I get into what that is, I have to talk about what's happening in Hong Kong because that is the backstory behind this incident. You see, for the past few months, the people of Hong Kong have been protesting in record numbers. Hundreds of thousands of people have demonstrated against a widely unpopular extradition bill that would allow suspected Hong Kong criminals to be extradited to mainland China. Yeah, mainland China, because Hong Kong is not a sovereign state. Since 1997, Hong Kong's territory has been controlled by China. And for that very reason, these protests are more about the current status of Hong Kong and the power China has over it versus the extradition bill. From unfair Chinese trials, encroachments over civil liberties, to the violent mistreatment of protesters, the world is starting to see how a closed nation like China handles domestic affairs. And when you have a progressive American business like the NBA who prides itself for having outspoken athletes and team executives, you get a consequential effect. That effect was Daryl Morey tweeting, Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. It was a tweet last week and it was so consequential. So consequential that these actions transpired. You had the Chinese government blacking out NBA games on its streaming service, Tencent. You had the Chinese Basketball Association sever ties with the Houston Rockets. And you had multiple Chinese sportswear brands suspend contracts with the NBA and the Houston Rockets. Bottom line, that tweet had big ramifications that exposed the NBA's goals and brand. And in this week's episode, I'll explain why the NBA China controversy is really a hypocrisy. So, China was really pissed off with Maury's tweet, and they were also pissed off with how the commissioner, Adam Silver, responded supporting Maury's freedom of expression. But China wasn't pissed off at LeBron James. No way, Jose. They actually loved what he said in an interview after getting back from playing two games in China. LeBron stated that Maury was not educated about the situation at hand. And LeBron further added in a tweet that my team and this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or a statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Right there. That's the biggest problem that the NBA has. It believes it can be a progressive and political sports league when in reality, it cannot. Not when money, especially international money, is involved. When you look at China, that's a $4 billion business opportunity for the NBA. China has always been a big deal for the NBA ever since Yao Ming came to the US and played for the Houston Rockets. Yao was amazing. He was an all-star center. 
I watched him when he came to Staples Center and played Kobe Bryant. He immediately was a sensation not only for the NBA but for China as well. And this opened the market for superstars like Kobe, LeBron James, James Harden, and Clay Thompson to get more endorsement deals. Yao himself was an NBA ambassador to China and brands like Nike and Adidas followed as well. Slowly, you had the world's largest population loving basketball. This year's NBA Finals saw 20 million in China watch Game 6 on the streaming service Tencent. Compare that to the US, only 18.3 million watched Game 6. So China has a lot of people, and that translates to dollar signs for the NBA. But it's more than that. You see, the NBA is trying to gain more international followers, something that no sports league in America has been able to pull off. Besides soccer and hockey, Basketball is played internationally. For the NBA, that's a huge leg up against leagues like the NFL and MLB, who have dominated as America's favorite sport and pastime. This venture into international markets is an ambitious goal, but when a league like the NBA tries to go global, its brand cannot be the same brand it was back in the States because of players like LeBron James. LeBron James has consistently been a voice of progressive reason. James recently championed the California Fair Pay Act, empowering college athletes to profit from their names, images, etc. James built a school in Akron, Ohio. He voiced support with the Black Lives Matter movement. He has continuously championed progressive movements, but he has also been a relentless businessman. And when you look at James' remarks on Maury's tweets, it's very problematic for two reasons. First, the NBA's most marketable player is now the most controversial player. People on Twitter voiced their displeasure with LeBron's statements. They called his actions convenient, showing that he's all about money. He's not the social justice warrior that he once was. Some mocked him for an old tweet about him saying injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And it also sparked a lot of memes about LeBron James bowing to the Chinese flag was a lot of criticism and backlash that LeBron James got. But why did he get so much backlash? It leads me to the second reason why James' remarks on Maury's tweet were so problematic. That's because the NBA's stance on outspoken players and team executives contradicts their international goals. And to explain this contradiction, I'm going to use a quote from a Sports Illustrated writer, Michael McCann, who wrote a fascinating story about what's going on between China and the NBA. He said, Therein lies the difference between a right bestowed by the government and an obligation owned to an employer. We are free as Americans to express views without fear of being arrested, but our employer generally has the right to fire or punish us for inciting controversy, particularly ones that pose adverse financial consequences. <laughs> Those words are true, and think about it. When we are an employee of a company, we are no longer an individual. We are a group. And you've seen throughout corporate America this double standard with politics. Recently, with the Hong Kong protests, you had Blizzard Activision ban an esports player for one year for expressing support for Hong Kong. And they also fired several announcers who interviewed that video game champion. Apple themselves banned a pro democracy singer for selling their music on Hong Kong iTunes. And for years, the NBA has gotten away with this double standard until right now. 
Although the waters have calmed down in China, although the suspensions have now been uplifted, this is now a shaky business relationship. China might be cautious about doing business with companies like the NBA, who clearly don't speak with one voice. Maury and LeBron James are examples of how the NBA has multiple voices. And if the NBA wishes to dominate the global market, if it wishes to get that $4 billion in China, it must be more like the NFL. The NFL controls their players, and they blacklist any conduct that hurts their league, whether it's just or not. Take for example Ray Rice, Colin Kaepernick, and now Antonio Brown. These players are nowhere to be seen in the NFL, and there's a reason for that. Whether it was their words or actions, the NFL decided that they posed a threat to their business model, to their brand. And if the NBA really values financial opportunities, if it values the Chinese market, it must change its culture. It must clamp down on players like LeBron James, who are outspoken. It must clamp down on team executives like Daryl Morey, who are outspoken. They must clamp down on all of these factors that make them a political league, because politics and business are separate. They're not synonymous. Bottom line, biggest takeaway from this NBA China controversy is the fact that multinational companies have built their global brand around moral agency. That is that element that consumers believe that the company is doing the right thing at every stage of its business and in every place it does business. Take companies like Apple, Activision, and the NBA. They not only sell products, but they sell an ideal image and lifestyle. But that point of moral agency cannot work when politics take center stage. You see, being progressive in the most progressive company has its limitations. We saw firsthand that China was that limitation for the NBA, and the NBA inevitably folded. It showcased that financial goals are more important than moral agency because of pragmatism, because it is what we do when the right thing sometimes is not the right thing at all. Hey, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it. You can find me live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and of course, my website, www.matstwocents.com. That's the number two. Until next week, guys, this is Matt signing off, and I'll see you guys soon.